Terrific! Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Terrific Talks. I'm your host, Bolton, and I'm so excited that you're here today. Today, we have a very special guest. We have a uh, Rockin' with Dan today. Dan, how are you? I'm good, how you doing? Good, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing during quarantine? Trying not to lose my mind. <laughs> That's as bad as much as I can say. Honestly, just trying to lose my mind. How about you? Uh, right now I'm like cooperative, like mostly like trying to stay calm, not trying to get bored, you know, like trying to be positive about it. I think that is the biggest key I think we all need to do right now is be positive. Think about the positives. And, you know, just I've used this time uh, to reassess things and relax, take time to relax and enjoy things more and take more, not take so many things for granted that we don't, that you don't think about. And what better way like for like a positive character is Barney. Uh, I definitely agree. And I think that's something we definitely, somebody, the world definitely needs right now. And speaking of Barney, uh, how did you find Barney? Oh my God. Gosh, uh, uh, he, I, rem- all I, could, I don't remember the exact first moment I remember watching Barney, but I do remember, like, as I was, like, maybe, like, two or three, they told me, like, when I was, like, one, they would have Barney videos playing, but when I was, like, two or three, I can remember watching um, Imagination Island. Ah. <laughs> that was the first video I remember watching. And I thought it was just so cool that they had the ship, the ship was uh, stuck in, for some reason I thought it was so cool that the ship was stuck in the trees and stuff and like how they got down and like they had to put the balloons. It was just so cool. Yeah, they did a good job on that video. Really did, definitely did. Um, and that was my, what, that was the first video I remember, but they told me like before that, like the backyard gang and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, you actually saw Barney Universal. What was that like? Yeah, well, I actually lived in um, Orlando, so I actually saw Barney numerous times here at Universal, and it's, um, it's. I'm not saying I'm just not. I'm trying to say this. I'm on a Barney podcast, but I'm saying I generally think that's one of my favorite Universal attractions because it's positive. It's wonderful. The reaction that you get to see from people. It's just fantastic, you know, and I was there um, on the final show for temporary closure, and it was definitely an experience to yeah. be there for that. Yeah, I've, I've seen the video. The, the audience reaction when Barney came up was amazing. Oh, it was nuts. Mm-hmm. I went to, I was there all, every show. They did five, five shows that day. I did all five shows. Five shows? All five. I went to all five. I was there, like, at 9.45 in the morning till or something by the time the last show I think the last show is like at 345 if I remember correctly I don't know about that but yeah I was there like I went to all because I was gonna film it for my YouTube channel then I was like I don't want to film like individual they had to piece it all together so I was like I'm just gonna do the grand for the final one the final one for temporary closure and just do that straight through I think that'd be more more special because nobody all, there's all these theme park vloggers here in Florida. Nobody was covering that for some. Nobody was covering these closing attractions. I said, well, I'm going to be the first one. And that's going to do them like crazy views on the channel on all that stuff. So, yeah. It definitely and, they, get- and, they're, and they're still over there over Universal still, which is awesome. 
Yeah. And currently, like, Barney's, like, doing some meet and greets there. Yeah. Um, they have, like, a little stage, and they do, they all, they come out different times, and they play the audio during the show, during the, from the show out in, the, in Woody Woodpecker's kid film. Mm-hmm. And it's still a reaction there, you know. You know, with COVID, I think, when the park was limiting the capacity, there's only so much you can disperse everybody throughout these park, the park, between Harry Potter and all that. Barney was still getting a good, a, a decent crowd, not the numbers you were, they were getting before COVID, yeah. before they closed down. So it made sense for temporary, temporary. Mm-hmm. I don't, they don't, because I was talking to some friends of mine that work at Universal, and they don't have a definite date yet. They're ho- they're they're hoping for the holidays. If not, twenty twenty one, they they should be back. As long as we don't go towards another shutdown, anything like that. I think what the goal right now is twenty twenty. Uh, hopefully, Christmas like you no know, end of November, December, at least twenty twenty one. Because the response is still there. People love it. They go. People go crazy when they see them on the stage and stuff like that. So that's all I can say. Especially like um, people who have like special needs uh, that love Barney. I volunteer at a place called um, Give Kids the World here in Florida or Kissimmee, Florida, right out of Orlando. And once a month, um, they and Barney and Barney Babybot BJ and Mr. and Mrs. Peekaboo will come to Give Kids the World, and Give Kids the World hosts Make a Wish Kids, where they will come down to Florida, and they have Barney and them do meet and greet. And people just go nuts when they see Barney and stuff like that. What's like uh, special needs? Hmm? What does Barney mean to like to special needs people? What do I, think? I think with Bar, I think it's just somebody. I think it's not just special needs. I think to everybody, just uh, the unconditional love that it brings. I think that's what the biggest thing. I think people just feel love and safe with Barney and stuff like that. And they they, they resonate with DJ. That might resonate with Baby Bob and PJ having the siblings that they love each other. They might not get along. Right. Especially on the TV series. Yeah. Definitely. So, yeah, I don't know exactly what it means to like. I never would think what it means to people. I'm always curious about what it means to people. Because some people are just so, like, resonated with it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's really... When you, uh, being at Give Kids the World and seeing when Barney, people get to see Barney, people are just so excited. It's not even just kids, it's adults, yeah. millennials. It's people that are maybe like in their late early 30s, late 20s, I'm 28, around my age stuff, they're just so excited. They grew up on Barney. That was their rock star in a sense. Like, so. Now, yeah. I uh, watched your uh, uh, interview with like Carrie Stinson last year. That was, I, people ask me, what is my favorite video I, I did on my channel? I said, that is no, number one. It wasn't even the fact that it was like, Barney was like my, my childhood hero growing up, growing up. Barney was my childhood hero growing up and stuff like that. That was like my first official interview. I had like eight pages of notes. <laughs> I went through all these things I wanted. And then I like cut it down. It was like the most grueling process, but the end result was so fantastic. Yeah. I, I looked at it so much. It was really good. You did a good job. Thank you. Thank you. I tried to, besides thinking about what he talks about on Purple Tales and Purple Roads, what he's he talked about in other interviews. I wanted to kind of go in different directions, stuff like talking about how, was it like doing the Macy's Parade? Was it like doing certain other things? So 
very proud of that one that people I get it all the time that people are like they love it so now like before you like you talked about like give kids the world how did you like to get into that um some friends of mine told me about this I heard about the place and you know my schedule and stuff like that and I had a chance to do it and then I switched jobs so now I was able to go volunteer there and being a part of something so a, being a small part of something so big is the coolest thing in the world when you're just whether it's doing the entertainment side of it which i do i do they have a movie theater there where they play movies every night and just serving popcorn they have ice cream thing they have different things just being there and the families are so excited this is this could be their last vacation together and you're a small part of that can't top it I understand that feeling because like I did once like some volunteering with like um because like I did some birthday parties as Barney mm -hmm. and um it's amazing how like how the crowd feels when Barney's like here and how the interaction people get when they see Barney it's just like yeah. like just being you see it and it's just crazy like you're talking about when um with the Dana Park the last the video I did with the last show and Barney appears, people lost their minds. Mm -hmm. It was crazy. And it wasn't just kids. It was adults. That show, if you watch that video, was mostly <laughs> people in their 20s. Yeah. It's that guy. Like, he's there in front of you. And you see some people that are like, oh, I'm going to the show. And you hear it. Oh, I'm going to the show. My kids want to go. Whatever. And then the parents just have the time of their lives. So. And final show i i noticed like like the dinos like gave so much energy oh yeah all day man all those shows like especially in those last few because you know you have to look at it like this i think what the mindset was i never really i haven't talked to um the dinos and stuff like that but what i do know is which the word temporary closure you always have to be cautious so you have to go out always take the chance of going out with a bang at the last finale yeah but I don't think it's the last one. It's going to come back. The demand's still there. The love's still there. Especially if they're making this movie. Like, they're supposed to be making this movie. Like, I remember reading about last, late last year. If they're making this movie, there's going to be a demand. <laughs> there's going to be the resurgence. Right. And that's where I think it'll be there. Will the show maybe be updated? I don't know. But we'll see. Yeah. That's perfect how it is. Speaking of the movie, how did you react when you found out? Oh, I was excited. I think anything, well, first off, I always thought that, especially with the past years of hatred and negativity, needed. It's very needed. That character was needed to be brought back in some form, whether it was a TV show, whether it was a movie, whether it was a stage show tour or something, or television special something that people can just feel that happiness with and not just kids like parents can just feel like so they can watch as a family and stuff like that right. so i'm hoping that it still goes through i know probably with covid it probably got pushed back and he released ideas like every other movie production got pushed back and all that stuff i think it'll still happen so we'll see but it's very exciting to hear yeah and uh when I found out that Barney was making a movie, I was like surprised. Like because five years ago they announced the the reboot of the television series, mm -hmm. no, nothing happened. 
But with this movie, I know like Barney's coming back. Yeah, I think a movie is easier to do in a sense than a television show. Mm-hmm. Because how long would they just do like one season? How many seasons? But a movie, it's up front, they do it once, and then that could be it, or it could be more. We don't know. I think like when I think there's like one way like Barney came back is like like Carrie explained like he went back into the costume like last year. Yes. Mm-hmm. For um, he talked about it. Oh, the Jerry Franklin retirement. Yeah, yeah, the retirement thing. Yeah. Last year, like we found it out. Like most of Barney fans found it on day one, like when the performance was happening. Mm-hmm. Everyone was so happy. Yeah. The reaction I've like seen like in like from people's posts who were at that event, there was like mm-hmm. like no negatives or anything. Yeah. How can you be? Ne- and it, it's mind blowing to me that people can be negative about something that brings people happiness. And I think that's something that's sad. I think nowadays with people, they want to find something negative about things mm-hmm. when it's like you don't have to like it. Right. Like. I, you don't have to like it, but kids like it. Mm-hmm. So why does it matter? Yeah. And especially, like, um, how can you hate something that, that loves everything? Yeah. What? what? I said at the end of my interview, I said, what is the one word to describe your experience with Barney? I said it to Carrie. And he said love. Mm-hmm. How can you hate that purple guy? No! <laughs> I love you, you love me. Hello! <laughs> But like I said, people want to find something negative. They want to, you know, if it's not cool, what do you want me to tell you? And um, what does Barney like mean to you? Positivity, unconditional love, honestly. That's something that just feels bringing back to childhood, just safe and warmth. And happiness. And as like you know, when I did the, cause, you know, like I got older and stuff like that. So, like I always had respect for it, but I never like sat there and watched the episodes. But preparing for the interview, I watched episodes, and like the songs came back, and I was like, these songs are just so catchy now. Like you think about it, like it's so catchy, and you see the message. As a kid, you don't see the message, but as an adult, you can see like there's a message right here with this. Yeah, especially when you see. Uh, when you go to a Barney concert, you will definitely can tell the message that they're giving. Yeah. Like, at the, the attraction. Imagine a place. Who doesn't want to imagine, like, especially during these times. <laughs> like, who wants, who wants to imagine go sitting on a beach right now or just being able to, you just imagine you just go give your family a hug and stuff like that during these times. Like, imagination. Yeah. But people still want to hate it. It doesn't make sense. Like, he's basically talking about Things that we all want to do, like we imagine we go on a beach or go on vacation or just hop in an airplane, just travel to Japan or Australia. We want to imagine these, especially these hard times. We want to imagine that things will get better. We want to hope and pray that things get better. That's what it is. Yeah. Do you think like Varnish could come back? In the movie form, obviously, yes, I think so. In a TV show, Maybe if it's done right, in a sense of not on television. I think television, in a sense, is kind of gone. The yeah. idea of putting it back on like a PBS or anything like that is gone. Um, Streaming service or something. 
Yes, it would be something like, I don't want to say Netflix or Hulu, but something along those lines where it has to be a streaming service because that's where, where do you, I think the most consumption of television of watching is on streaming. Yeah. Hulu, Netflix, Disney Plus, all those things. Right. So I think it has to be something on that, but it could come back in that form, but not on television. Like I think Sesame Street's on HBO Max, I think now, or HBO or something like that. Yeah. Which is, I get it because, but when I was, I was, I didn't know about this till recently. I looked it up. The numbers went up on HBO actually for Sesame Street compared they were on PBS. They were still drawing good numbers. So it's all about changing with the times. The format could work. Um, it's just a matter of if it's done, not on television. Right. So I think a movie will work. Especially like, um, I heard like when I was like reading like uh, the article of like the movie when it, when they had, everyone's like like everyone thinks that Barn should be a horror movie. I don't think so. Yeah. What's the point? You don't make they didn't make Dora a horror movie. No. You don't see them doing like any of the other movies as horror movies. No. They do we to worry about it. Could it be an animated movie? Yeah, and it could still work. It could that could work in a sense. If it's the music, the message, that could work. They could change it from live action because obviously production would be a lot easier, mm-hmm. but it wouldn't have the same essence as live action. Right. The athleticism, the heart and all that. Mm-hmm. So, but as a horror movie, what, what's the point of doing that? Like, that's basically just saying, like, forget about it. Like, But I think I think what the plot is, is like, we're trying Possibly that they're trying to do like a Christopher Robin plot is like, um, have you seen Christopher Robin? Oh, I love it. That's one of my favorite Disney movies. Yes. And uh, what they did was like, you were like uh, reconnecting, like, like you were a kid, you were playing with Barney, then you, uh, you forgot about him, then he came back somehow and tried to bring him back kind of way. Kind of I can see that working, but it wouldn't make sense. Like, because how could you forget about a big purple dinosaur who was there for you? Taller than you. Yeah, like how could you forget? Like I can get like you're forgetting about Winnie the Pooh. No offense, love Winnie the Pooh. He's my he's my boy, but like a little tall little bear about yay big. Like compared to <laughs> how could you forget? So that wouldn't make could it work again? Who knows? As long as it's done with heart. And they kind of bring some people in a sense of not even talking about actors or voice actors, creatively kind of bringing back to have that essence, it could work. Which where I think people hate on the, um, the other movie, what's it called? The first Barney movie, what's it called? Um, An Adventure. Thank you. I literally just do a complete, I could, it's like, I could picture the, the cover with the egg, but I was like, what is the name of the movie? Where do you think that, I think that, or that, that loss was, they didn't really have a Barney-esque to it. It did, but it didn't. Yeah. It was very, it was very like all over the place. Like, yeah, like there was like an original script about, it was going to be all like Barney kind of way. Mm-hmm. Like the movie was going to be distributed by Warner Brothers, but then something happened. So they went to Polly. Yeah, that was, um, I recently just watched that movie. It was on television. 
And I was like, wow, this is playing on television. And I don't think I've ever seen this. Like, I've never seen when those came out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this movie's not that bad. But like, yeah, definitely missing a little little sugar and spice over here. At least they sung I Love You. Yeah, that's true. But they didn't do that. They didn't do that in Imagination Island, didn't they? No, no, they didn't. They didn't, right? No. I don't remember. I remember um, Just Imagine. I always loved that song. It's a good song. Speaking of songs, do you have a favorite song? That one, Just Imagine, is just pretty great. Or actually, Imagine a Place is from the, from the attraction they did. I think they did that in some episodes. But Imagine a Place or Just Imagine, I, or Everyone is Special, those are my jams. Yeah. Universe, the Universal Imagine a Place is the best one. Oh, yeah. Especially because they dropped the leaves. Have you seen, you've seen the show? Have you seen it? Yeah. 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 And they dropped the leaves, and it's just, it's really well done. The, the show in general, because, like, you know, at one some hot time, I've been there before, and I just sat there, I just kind of looked at more, like, the production, like, how they did it, like, and I was like, wow, this show is just so well done for a show that was done in 95. <laughs> I remember I went there in 96, we went down to Universal, and saw the show, great, right? Then they had, like, Barney walking around the stage, giving high fives and hugs and stuff. That's how they genuinely mortified. Mm-hmm. Mortified is actually not even a word to describe how I felt about this. Oh, it was brutal. I was terrified. I would not go near him and stuff like that. Oh, you were scared. Oh, terrified. But now it's like, then I was like, when he would get hugged, give him a big hug and stuff like that. It was like nothing. He's probably because, like, how intimidated he is because how tall. Yeah, I was four or five, give or take. Four or five years old, yeah, that little dinosaur. Yeah, my grandma had to hold me and stuff. I would not go near him. Like, I wouldn't even like get like he had his hand out to give a high five. I would not even do that. I was that like terrified. This giant purple hand is like right there in front of me. I'm like, whoa, no, I'm good. Yeah, because like you're watching a TV screen that's this big. Yeah. Then. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how tall he is. Yeah. I've seen him before. Man, he's huge. Mm, yeah. And he doesn't even look that tall in a sense when he's on the stage because the stage is high. When he's like and per- and down the ground, like the person's like, whoa, dude, you're really tall. <laughs> hey. <laughs> and uh, how do you feel that like Barney, like, like the attraction like turned 25 like this year? Oh, that's great. Um, it again, something I think Carrie said in the interview. It shows that still there's still something there. Universal also is a nostalgia park, basically in a sense. The Universal Studios, for the most part, is a nostalgia park. Um, some things, but like again, that lasted a lot of stuff. So the fact that it's still there and it's second or third longest running attraction, I think, if I remember correctly. It was in the top five current running, still longest running attractions and behind E.T. and I think the whole Universal Horror Makeup Show. And a lot of like attractions left, and Barney's still going and running. Yeah, it's still going, and I am shocked that they never redid it. Like in a sense of the the voicing and stuff, Bob West is still he's still a good voice. Yeah, hmm? Bob is still a good voice. Like the best voice. Oh yeah, 
definitely. I met Bob uh, last July, July or August in Tampa at a Comic Con. Oh, and he was like, I still can't believe they haven't changed my voice yet. <laughs> it's amazing. Like, he can still do the voice. After. Yeah. After Purple Tales. Yeah, he can still do it. I have a can't, one of the, not cameo, um, a video thing he did at the Comic-Con. Yeah. Um, and he did in the voice. And I was like, he's still doing it. The voice is nuts. Yeah, it's amazing. I think we might see Bob on this podcast real soon. Oh, nice. That's awesome. That'd be really great to uh, have you, for you to have him on here and talk to him. He's really just a great guy. Yeah, I've, I've seen like his like um, interviews. It's amazing, like how he how he can like make jokes right in the spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be really cool and stuff like that to have him on here and have, listen to him just tell his stories and all that stuff. Were you in like um, when you're like talking to like Barney people? Were you like nervous when you when you're talking to them? For in a sense of like for the interview and stuff like that, or that? Yeah. For well, for meeting Bob West, I was not nervous at all. Like, but the interview I was because that was my first interview, so it was more not about talking to him because I spoke to him through email and all that stuff, but. Just doing the interview and make sure, like, I don't, like, I'm keeping up my notes and the time and all that stuff. Like, so that was more, it was more nervous about the interview, actual just doing the constructing an interview and performing an interview, not the conversation with him. It was pretty, it was just straight. I was just going, like, I kind of just, for me, when I did the interview was, I kind of listened to the points where he would might lead off on something, then I could just connect it with something I have here. So, like, he would talk about something involving Radio City. Mm-hmm. okay well hey let's talk about that let's connect like connect the dots right i love radio city like the video they did like a yep. production on that yeah i watched that recently and because i forgot that he was in um the mop and bucket and i watched it and i'm like wow oh, that video is so the show is so great mm-hmm. <laughs> carrie's the best way how to make carrie's first video appearance is in in a costume with a mop and bucket <laughs> Yeah, that's a, uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I, um, but it would go back to the question. Yeah, it's for most part for me, it wasn't, it was more constructing the interview and just feeding off where he might leave off on a sentence. Okay, kind of knowing in my head, like I had a rough idea, like the final notes I want to make sure I cover, like the actual stuff I want to cover. And then like, I had like a list of like extra stuff, like, oh, we have time, I'll throw this in. And like, oh yeah, let's be ended off a statement about Radio City. Oh hey, let's talk about Radio City and stuff like that. So, but nervous, like talking to him, yeah, which is, if it was just like a meet and greet at like a Comic Con, it would have been like I would have, same way I would felt fine. But in an interview, it's like okay, you want to construct it right, you want to do it right, and keep it look feeling a good flow. Do you have like a like your favorite moment at Universal? I have a picture. I don't have it on me. I should forgot to get it on my phone. I was working and stuff. And it's a picture I have. It's Barney, Big Bob, BJ, and I. We're walking towards the attraction and we're all holding like that, holding hands like that. Wow. And it's such a great, it's one of my favorite photos and stuff like that. That must be a great photo. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's so great. And I was the only one because it actually started to rain. When we took the photo, <laughs> it started to rain, so they were going in. And I was the only one that got me because they came out 
for their before the show meet and greet and stuff like that. And I just happened to be, I got over there and I got the photo and then all of a sudden I started drizzling. They had to go inside. Mm. The only one that day. Like, um, it doesn't rain all the time at Universal. Does it, does it rain? Or like Summertime, it rains pretty much every day between two and four. Oh, rain for a little bit and then it's not no it's not it's not bad you know there's some days there's storms and stuff but really not mm-hmm. so um for the most part if you go to universal right now you should you'll be able to see the dinos and all that stuff mm-hmm. morning and after up till 4 or four thirty. i can't thank you enough coming on this podcast oh man no it's great thank you so much it's a pleasure having you we should have you back on more to talk more about yeah. Awesome, yeah, definitely. I'd love to come back on. I'm wishing you very much success, and I can't wait to uh, see where this goes and stuff like that. Can't wait to see um, who you get to get for the party people. Thank you very much, and thank you everyone for coming to Terrific Talks. I'm your host, Boltum. Thank you very much. I love you all. See you next week. <laughs>